Welcome, everyone, to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host, Viz, from Walking Dead Now. I want to welcome all of you here tonight. Hope you could spend the next hour with us. If you are joining us for the first time and want more information about our show, please visit us on the web at deadtalklive.com. You can see featured recent episodes, our upcoming guests, our brand new blog that is up, and much, much more. Saz is going to be handling the text chats tonight. Marie is going to be handling and moderating Instagram. And I'll be talking to you guys live on the air. If you haven't already done so, please go ahead and visit us on YouTube. The name of our channel is called Walking Dead Now. Please go ahead and subscribe if you enjoy our content. And if you're there right now, please go ahead and hit the thumbs up button on this broadcast. So, I hope you guys got to watch last night's episode. Uh, It was extremely fascinating. We had Whisperer Spy Dante with us, Juan Javier Cardenas. To say it was a fascinating conversation is an understatement. The amount of insight that he uh, told us about the character and how he played the character and just how he interpreted Dante and his presentation of Dante on the screen was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, If you guys haven't seen last night's episode, it is available permanently archived on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Just uh, whichever platform you prefer, go ahead and watch it. You won't be disappointed. Uh, It's something that every Walking Dead fan should know, especially if you're a fan of the current arc with the Whisperers. It's a must-see. And uh, tomorrow, we are having Jared... Joshua Michael, remember jo- remember Joshua, Jared, the uh, savior who shot Benjamin, who was all up in uh, Morgan's face and Richard's face, and he met the fate at the uh, hands of some nasty walkers. Uh, he was, I would say, next to Negan, probably the second biggest a-hole when it comes to the saviors. I don't think many people can argue with that, and I am psyched as hell to have him join us tomorrow. That's going to be another great talk to talk to Joshua, and just we have a whole bunch of questions for him on how well he portrayed Jared, and to get a lot of backstory on the character, and to hear his insights on how he chose to play Jared on the screen as well. So that's going to be great. So please tune in tomorrow to see Joshua. And uh, like I said, it's going to be fascinating. Today we received two video submissions. One of them came from our creative director, Andrew. Uh, We are going to be playing both of them right now. Uh, Andrew's video, which is called Hustler, I posted to our social media about two hours ago. Uh, Great video, as always, from Andrew. And just like a half hour before showtime tonight, we got our second submission from uh, Alpha Rare, who's a new digital creator who's joined our team. Uh, I have not had a chance to post that yet on our social media. I'll probably be doing that at some point tonight after the show. But you guys are going to get an exclusive peek at it tonight. So let's just go ahead and start off with Andrew's video which is called Hustler. Hope you guys like it. Here it is. Hey, 
like I already Great stuff again from Andrew. That was a kick-ass video. Thank you, Andrew, for submitting that. I want to say to, uh, hi to some of you who are joining us. I want to welcome Singer Chick on YouTube. CC Wheezy is joining us on YouTube. Sej MF is with us on Facebook. Star Guitarist. Star Guitar Goddess is joining us on YouTube. And Donis is with us on YouTube as well. Welcome to all you guys. Miguel. BMX, Tiffany from Twitter is with us tonight as well. Uh, I'm a white boy has joined us and Alpha Rare is joining us. The video is about to be shown here in a few minutes. On Instagram, I want to welcome uh, Wancho, Brisa, Julie is also with us. Stenningal has joined us. Brisa has given us a smiley love face as is Amparo. Welcome to all you guys. Looks like you guys really enjoyed that video. Uh, Andrew Valentine is with us. How you doing, Andrew? Thank you for joining us tonight on Instagram. Sylvia Kennedy is with us on Facebook saying that was an amazing video. I loved it. Well, we have one more video to show you. And Alpha Rare, thank you so much for submitting this. You literally got it in just under the wire before I was about to seal everything up before I went live tonight. But I just had enough time to add this video. And this is a great video. And, uh, well, let's just get right to it. Now, when I, when I click the button here, it's going to start Andrew's video. So I'm going to give me a chance to flip it over. I didn't bring it in. It got inside on its own. They always will. The dead and the living because we're in here her way of doing things is done well you want to live you want to make today your last day on earth i lost people too what are we just gonna kill all of them glory
finding some way forward, that's harder. That's something more. That's how it happened. I tried so hard and got so far. But in the end, I love you, Dad. It doesn't even matter. I have to do this. But in the end, it doesn't even matter. Doesn't even matter how hard you try Keep that in mind, I designed this rhyme To remind myself of a time when I In spite of the way you were mocking me Acting like I was part of your property I'm not gonna Remembering stand by all the times you fought with me I'm surprised it got so Things aren't the way they were before You wouldn't even recognize me anymore Not that you knew me back then But it all comes back to me guys i mean it's a treat whenever we get a video submission but to get two in one night uh i don't think i've ever done that before uh this is our 152nd episode damn 152 straight days of dead talk live and i don't think i've ever uh premiered uh two videos in one night i might be wrong about that but alpha rare that was an amazing video thank you for submitting it literally just before we went live tonight Everyone loved it. Rage on uh, Instagram says, oh my God, wait, this is dope. Peach has given us a lot of love faces. Uh, Robinson has given us a thumbs up. Uh, let's see. Belasso is also giving us a smiley love face on Instagram. 
Jordan is also giving us uh, smiley faces on Instagram. Herbal Might has joined us on YouTube. X Gamers with us. Mona is joining us on Facebook. Uh, Kyron is with us on uh, Facebook as well. Uh, saying, I'm glad you did. It was an amazing video. It was. Hats off to both Andrew and Alpha Rare for sharing both those videos. It was a treat and it was an honor to be able to play both of them tonight. So, let's move on, guys, uh, to some news, if you want to call it that. Uh, some opinion pieces that hit the, uh, you know, the internet today. This one is called Carol and Daryl should never, all in caps, never get together romantically. We can all agree with that. At the same time, AMC announced it was ending the flagship The Walking Dead series after season 11. The network also announced a new spinoff featuring Carol and Daryl would launch following the end of the original series. <clears throat> Excuse me. At that moment, it was open season for shippers who have dreamed of seeing Melissa McBride's Carol and Norman Reedus's Daryl finally get together. However, it would be a big mistake for the spinoff to go in that direction, and I really do not see that happening. Carol first appeared in a minor role in season one of The Walking Dead, an abused wife who learned to stand on her own. Carol eventually became one of the deadliest, most ice-cold survivors in the group. Daryl was a significant player from the show's very beginning, the younger brother of a racist redneck, Merle Dixon. I loved how they called Merle a redneck. He was. Uh, when his brother disappeared, Daryl followed Rick Grimes, growing into a leader and a hero in his own right. Through it all, Daryl and Carol maintained a very strong yet platonic relationship. Getting Daryl and Carol together on their spinoff would be a betrayal of everything that came before. The relationship has always been more like of close siblings, and that is how it should remain, or else it could ruin everything the pair built over the years and lead the spinoff to devolve into melodrama. Not to mention a romance would create a strange dynamic for these two highly independent characters. An excellent template for Carol and Daryl spinoff is to follow is Carl's storyline in the comics. There, the character's arc ended with the possibility of a relationship with Lydia, but instead Carl married Sophia while maintaining a friendship with Lydia. That's what Daryl and Carol's relationship should be when it's all said and done, a friendship. The duo should remain, should maintain their status as protectors and confidants. A romance would create too much baggage when they set out on their own adventures in the aftermath of the original Walking Dead series. Not really much to argue with there. I completely agree with them. I do not think that is where they're going to take that spinoff. Uh... It's going to be a badass spinoff. I see it more as a continuation of The Walking Dead. Uh, you know, Carol and uh, Daryl are going to be the two main stars. 
and you can very easily say they are the two main stars right now on The Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, you got Negan as well, and a lot of other big-time players. But besides uh, Carol and Daryl, I've said this before, a lot more characters are going to be joining that spinoff. And uh, other characters are going to be part of the uh, Tales of the Walking Dead, the anthology series that's also coming up. So, a lot of stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, Alpha Rare says, thank you. Uh, says, it wasn't good. I'm trying to get better. Uh, Alpha, if you didn't think that video was good, uh, I don't know what to tell you, man. That was pretty damn good. That was a pretty damn good video, Alpha. Uh, let's see. Uh, Reeve is with us on Instagram saying hello. Jessica is saying hi on Instagram as well. Cece Weezy has flipped over to Instagram and is giving us a thumbs up. Matthias is also giving us a thumbs up on Instagram. All right, next thing. The Walking Dead celebrates its 10th anniversary. That's not a big surprise or secret. On October 31st, 2010, The Walking Dead premiered on TV. I remember that day like it was yesterday. I can't believe 10 years have passed already. Uh, so this October 31st, it's going to be exactly 10 years since the series premiere of The Walking Dead hit AMC. Fans of the post-apocalyptic horror series The Walking Dead have much to look forward to this October as the iconic production celebrates a decade on television. On Monday, October 5th, the long-awaited special event... Uh, I guess they are writing this from the UK. That's why they're saying Monday, October 5th. That is when it's premiering in the UK. For those of us here in the United States, it's going to be Sunday, October 4th. Anyway, the long-awaited special event, The Whisperer War, The Final Showdown, A Certain Doom, will finally hit the screens and will simulcast with the US broadcast uh, on Fox, like I said, this article is being written in the UK. Earlier this year, COVID shut down production, leaving fans in suspense for nearly six months, making the Whisper of War final showdown one of the most highly anticipated episodes in the show's history. The good news does not end there. Six additional episodes of the 10th season will air in early 2021. I kind of think of it neither the 10th season nor the 11th season. Uh, they have even come out and said it's just six extra episodes that are going to be sandwiched in between season 10 and 11. Uh, additionally, if you missed any previous episodes of the 10th season, there will be a catch-up omnibus of seven episodes Episodes 9 to 15 that are going to show before the finale airs. This season, our hero's commitment to civilization has been tested after being introduced to the Whisperers, the extreme group who have a survival of the fittest mentality. In episode 15, the community started preparing for the final battle of the Whisperer War. On top of that, Eugene's group encountered Princess. Beta's horde is now closing in on the hospital, 
where the survivors are holed up in. Don't miss the epic showdown as he engages the final Whisperer War. Uh, the final episode is set to be filled with action, grit, gore, and suspense in this epic showdown. I can't wait to see who will make it out alive, says Everett Van Deer, Vice President uh, of, uh, Media Product- of Media Networks. Uh, viewers can also look forward to a celebration of cult moments from the show's 10-year legacy. So there you guys have it. October really is going to be the Walking Dead Universe Month. I mean, hell, guys, we're getting the finale. We're getting the premiere of World Beyond that same night. A week later, we're getting the premiere of Fear the Walking Dead. I still don't have information as to how they're going to handle the scheduling in regards to Fear the Walking Dead and World Beyond beyond their premiere dates. Are they both going to be aired on Sunday here in the United States? Is uh, I know Fear is keeping its Sunday slot. I'm pretty sure about that. Uh, is World Beyond just going to air before or after Fear on the same day? I wouldn't think they would do that because, uh, you know, it comes down to uh, the attention span of viewers And if you put two shows back-to-back that you want people to watch, uh, doing that, putting them back-to-back on the same night is probably not the best of ideas. So I'm assuming after the Sunday premiere of World World Beyond, it's it's probably going to move to another day of the week. That's my guess. Uh, Megan is with us on Facebook, writes, Keep kicking ass. So so ready for it to begin. Let's go. That's right. The date is almost here. I am he is with us on YouTube saying, what's up, Walking Dead? Uh, Arian is with us on Instagram. Welcome. It's a girl is with us on Instagram. DVM is waving at us. Welcome to all you guys on Instagram. So we've got a lot of cool pics from Fear the Walking Dead. Now, the title of this uh, article says, Fear the Walking Dead Season 6, New Preview Images Have Us Worried. And there's a total of 12 images that I've prepared that they've released. Some of them we have seen before. Some of them we have not. So I'm going to go ahead and show you all 12 right now. And uh, like I said, let's just go through them. There's Virginia. And Colby, the actress who plays Virginia... She's so great, and it could not have made her out. Just looking at her, she's just so damn creepy. You know what I'm saying? She just creeps you out just by looking at her at a picture. I mean, she's like one of the perfect antagonists. It's like you could see the evil uh, behind her eyes. And uh, the actress is doing an amazing job at portraying Virginia. And I love to see how they're going to take her in this upcoming season six. All right, let's move on to the second picture. Uh, there's Morgan. Morgan has seen better days, all right? he uh, He's not having a good day here. At least he's got his pink blanket. There he, there he is again with his dirty pink blanket. He still has his stick, you know, along with a beard and red eyes, but he still has his stick. All right, there's Alicia, of course. 
And there she is again with her uh, signature weapon. She's had this now for the last three seasons. Uh, so that has become her signature weapon. And we see uh, her fighting alongside some other survivors. Looks like they're trying to keep walkers from getting through a fence. And here she is again. Uh, you know, nothing but a number in the outfits that they're wearing. Looking that they're just left to fend for themselves. Uh, curious to find out the story behind this. But, uh, you know, she's a survivor, man. She's become a badass. I'm not worried about Alicia. So there, here we have, uh, uh, let's see, we have Luciana and June. They are dirty as shit. <laughs> uh, also, Luciana does not look too good here. She doesn't look too healthy. There's Al. And I gotta tell you guys, out of the new characters, not including Morgan and Dwight that crossed over from The Walking Dead, all the new characters that we met in Season 4 of Fear, you know, Al, John, uh, you know, June, who started out as Naomi before we actually found out her real name. I think Al is my favorite. And then John would be number two. I'm not including Dwight and Morgan in this list who crossed over from The Walking Dead and we already knew who they were. I'm just talking about the characters that we met and were introduced to us in season four of Fear. I think I like Al the best. I love them all, but I really, I really like Al. And there she is again. By a, with a camera by her side. God forbid she doesn't have a camera by her side. Documenting the post-apocalyptic world in the hopes that someday somebody's going to be able to see it. There's uh, Austin Emilio who plays Dwight. Dwight's going to have a much bigger uh, story in this upcoming season. We all know he gets uh, to find his missing wife, Sherry, who's the third character to cross over from The Walking Dead into Fear. And there's Alicia again, posing with her weapon. And the final picture is, this is one that we've definitely seen before as well. You gotta assume this is uh, Alicia in uh, with, in with the uh, Pioneers. So there you guys have it. Uh, some new picks, some not so new picks of the upcoming season of Fear. It's, uh, they look pretty good, can't wait to see it. Janstap is with us on YouTube. Uh, Tiffany is laughing uh, on Twitter. Uh, let's see. Let's see what's going on on Instagram. Yo N5 is waving at us. iTime says, uh, I'm wearing a Walking Dead t-shirt. I got my new Walking Dead t-shirt today. Fight the dead, fear the living. I, I ordered like several more and they've been trickling in a uh, little bit at a time and i got my last two today so i'm very excited about that chasden is waving at us on instagram as well welcome to all you guys on instagram exposing is also waving at us on instagram so let's get started on tonight's topic okay 
Tonight we are going to be talking about revenge. Vengeance on the Walking Dead. God knows we have seen our fair share of characters who have gone for blood uh, after uh, an antagonist has killed someone they love or any other reason you can think of. And we're going to also look at the characters who have sought vengeance and they did not go through with it or they had a change of heart. Let's start with the battle between Rick and Shane over Lori and uh, the lead. Uh, meaning who's going to be the leader of the group. Shane tries to kill Rick for stealing Lori. Uh, it's funny. Shane is trying to kill Rick for stealing his wife back. Uh, you know, uh, in season two, episode 12, we see Shane's attempt to finish off Rick and regain his place as the leader of the group and to be Lori's partner. Shane expresses these feelings in the final confrontation, and he and Rick had, and uh, I quote, you come back and you just destroy everything. You got a weak boy and you ain't got the first clue on how to fix it. He evolved from being a good friend and a caring person to a cold, murdering dude. Ironically, his idea for revenge led to his own death as Rick turned the tables to his favor. Uh, CC Weezy, who's now back on YouTube, says, Can't steal something that's already yours. You're absolutely right, CC. Uh, now, moving on to Season 3, Episode 4, we lose Lori and see Rick lose his mind as well. Uh, as Andrew, the prisoner we met earlier, had played a big role in Laurie's death. Um, you know, he's already dead. Rick takes out his act of vengeance on walkers. We see him do that throughout the series. Remember when Carl got shot in the eye and he had had enough and Alexandria was under siege by the walkers that came in from the crumbling wall? And Rick just said, screw it. He went out and he started taking them on one by one. And eventually the rest of Alexandria joined him. Now, this exact scene was performed with excellence as Rick approaches the camera with a crazy look on his face as if he had nothing to lose. He kills walkers with single blows of his axe. At one point, Glenn offers to help and Rick pushes him to the wall as if he didn't know him. He finally walks away, finding a walker eating the remains of his wife. He kills the walker by stabbing it in the gut a few times, leading to a new chapter in Rick's madness. In episode 9 of that same season, Glenn wanted revenge on the governor and Merle for their acts against him and Maggie, and they were brutal acts. Strapping both of them in a chair in different rooms, the governor slowly tortured the both of them in order to reveal the prison location. Glenn's was physical torture, while Maggie's torture was purely psychological. For a pizza guy, Glenn, uh, he was a tough guy, no doubt about it. He resisted everything, 
He even killed a walker while he was still restrained to the chair. The governor was smart, and he got the information from Maggie by threatening Glenn. After the rescue, Glenn really wanted to give Merle a good ass-kicking, but the others didn't let him as they needed Merle at the moment. All right? Uh, let's see what you guys are saying. Um, Rhea is with us on Facebook. Welcome. Uh, Megan on Facebook writes, you can't help it. Hands down, badass. Talking about Glenn, he is. Uh, Cobra King is giving us a thumbs up. Gracie is also with us on Instagram. So let's move on now to season four, episode three, which is titled Isolation. That's the uh, flu spreading within the prison. Karen, who was Tyrese's girlfriend, uh, was sick and was put in isolation. We soon discover two corpses charred in the ground in the prison courtyard, and those corpses were of Karen and David. Filled with anger, Tyrese demands Rick to find who did it and to bring the killer to him. When Rick tries to calm down Tyrese, he turns violent and attacks him which resulted in Tyrese knocked down and brutally beaten by Rick. Uh, eventually, when the group uh, are split up, Tyrese does get the chance, but he makes the decision not to go through with seeking his revenge on Carol after her heartbreaking confession during their time together in that cottage. Do you guys remember that? Uh, Carol passing the gun over to Tyrese, basically putting her life into his hands, telling him, you know, I killed Karen. Uh, she fessed up to it, and uh, if he wanted his uh, pound of flesh, he could have taken it out on Carol. She really killed two people who just had the flu. Uh I mean, of course, she didn't know that at the time, but she did. She killed two people who just had the flu, and it's just one example of Carol overstepping her boundaries uh, that we see several times throughout the series arc. Uh, let's see, Tiffany writes on Twitter, I definitely remember that. Star Guitar writes, Carol's weapon class at the prison. C.C. Wheezy writes, Tyrese had a heart of gold. Tyrese was not a killer. He was not. He was a good guy. Megan writes, logically thinking Carol did the right thing. Can't risk the group. Yeah, but, you know, she really did jump the gun. Uh, Glenn got sick. Sasha got sick. She didn't murder them. Uh, so she really kind of did act without thinking uh they had him in isolation they had him locked up in a prison cell even if they did die in the middle of the night if they did turn they were locked in the prison they were not getting out so i don't know about that drew is waving at us on instagram uh montgomery is titling the episode the grove that's the infamous Look at the Flowers uh, episode. So, let's see. 
right, let's move on. In season five, we get to witness a lot of vengeance examples, such as Gareth, the leader of the Terminus people, who kidnaps Bob Stokey by luring him out of the church as an act of revenge for the destruction of Terminus. They ate his leg. Little did they know that Bob was bit by a walker, and Bob was not shy of laughing in their faces and telling them that he was bit after they were munching on his leg. In another turn of events, Rick and his group seek out vengeance by murdering the last people of Terminus in that church, taking out Gareth by hacking him multiple times with a machete as he promised he would back at Terminus when he listed the weapons contained in the bag buried in the woods. Rick's quote was, There's guns in it, AK-47, 44 Magnum, automatic weapons, a night scope, there's a compound bow, and a machete with a red handle. That's what I'm going to use to kill you. He kept his promise, and man, out of all the times that we've seen Rick turn into a vicious killer, whether it was that church with Gareth, or when Joe the Claimer, or the Marauders, as I like to call them, where he bit his neck off. Uh, we have several instances of Rick just turning mad and becoming Stone Cold Killer. To me, my favorite, and I mean, it's my favorite. It's my personal favorite, but him hacking up Gareth, I mean, that's, that's the best. That's awesome. Now, him killing Joe the Marauder is a very close second. That was a shock moment. Uh, Joe asked him how the hell, you know, what are you going to do now, sport? Well, we showed him what he's going to do. Uh, Khaleesi on YouTube writes, my favorite moment was when he bit Joe. Like I said, man, it's, it's a close number two for me. But when he was hacking up Gareth and just knowing how evil Gareth was, uh, and him, you know, knowing that he was surrounded and pleading for his life. I'm like, oh my God, what a weasel. I took pleasure in watching Rick hack his little whiny ass into bits. I know that's a terrible thing for me to say, but I enjoyed it. The guy got what was coming to him. Uh, Star Guitar writes, I love the, the, uh, those red machete shorts. Yes, I even posted them. I combined them and posted them. That was a great, web, those were great webisodes. A vanille is with us. Him biting off the ear was just, uh, he bit off his neck. Him biting off his neck was just mind blowing. Um, yeah, says, yep, honestly. Uh, let's see. Yeah, also says the biting of the ear. You mean neck. He didn't, he bit the, uh, he bit Joe's, basically he took a chunk out of his carotid artery. Uh, that's what he did. Uh, Andrew Valentine writes, Gareth was a leg man. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't a booty man, he was a leg man. That's what, uh, that, <laughs> that's a great quote. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, also writes, I love this show. Uh, let's move on to season seven, guys. Going to season seven, 
uh, episode uh, one, which is uh, the day will come when you won't be, Negan chooses Abraham as his first victim in revenge for what the group had done to one of his outposts. He bashes his heads into little bits. We all know that story. He doesn't stop there. Glenn meets the same fate at the hands of Negan and Lucille after Daryl takes a swing at him. He said he would not tolerate uh, any more outbursts. He gave them one gimme. Uh, Daryl ignored that. After he killed Abraham, Daryl took a swing and landed a punch on Negan. And Negan just retaliated and took out Glenn. Uh, now, would Negan have spared Glenn if Daryl didn't punch him? All right. I mean, that's the million dollar question. Uh, for me, the answer is Glenn does not die if Daryl did not take a swing at Negan. I do not in any way, shape, or form blame Daryl for what he did. He just saw him bash Abraham's head into little bits. I would have also taken a swing at him. Uh, but we know the Savior's rule. You kill one to get your point across. So I really do believe that Negan went into that night with the intention of only killing one. He chose Abraham. Uh, Glenn was killed because Daryl didn't get the message. And that's why he killed Glenn. Uh, Star Guitar on YouTube writes, I think he would not have killed Glenn. Uh, Megan on Facebook writes, absolutely heartbreaking. I cried. Was not expecting that at all. We all miss Glenn. Um, Khaleesi also writes, I agree, Viz. Um, let's see what's going on. Uh, Avani is laughing on Instagram. Yeah, writes Lucille. Ah, uh, yeah, Lucille. All right, so that moving on into season seven, let's go to the finale now titled The First Day of the Rest of Your Life. Negan and the Saviors take over Alexandria once again and had the group to their knees, primarily Rick and Carl. Rick's quote, You can't do it right in front of me. You can take my hands. I told you already I'm going to kill you. All of you. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But nothing is going to change that. Moments later, as soon as Negan tries to take out Carl, the Kingdom people step in and save the day, primarily Shiva the tiger. Then they retaliate and win that battle and drive the saviors out of Alexandria. In Rick's case, he never fulfilled his act of vengeance as he allowed Negan to live. And all of that, not just a little bit, all of that is due to Carl's death and the letters that Carl wrote to everyone, primarily to Rick and to Negan, basically asking them to stop fighting. Other characters who wanted revenge for what Negan did was Sasha and Rosita, but both failed and Sasha chose to end her life knowing that she lost her chance and did not want herself to be used 
as a bargaining tool uh, against her friends by Negan. In Season 8, Tara also seeks out vengeance on Dwight for killing Denise and tries to lure him away from the others so she could kill him near the swamps. Her plans did not work out when a savior patrol group headed their way and Dwight redirects them. After Tara is shot with a clean arrow by Dwight. Now you guys remember this? When Negan came up with that really insidious plan to uh, infect their bows with walker guts and blood. So even uh, a wound to one of their survivors and as they survive, uh, they are going to turn later on that night and leave Hilltop with a full blown out outbreak inside their walls. That's what kind of an evil genius that Negan was. And that story is directly uh, derived. He did the same thing in the comic books. So anyway, after Tara is shot with a clean arrow by Dwight, because he, he was working for the survivors at the point, he was betraying Negan when Hilltop was attacked by the saviors who tainted their weapons. She had a change of heart and told Daryl about what Dwight had done. At this point, Daryl still wants vengeance for all the bad things Dwight did, and it's not until the end of the Savior War that he has also had does have a change of heart and lets Dwight live and tells him to go find her, talking about his wife Sherry, and start to make things right. And that's exactly what Dwight did. And in this season of Fear the Walking Dead, he will find Sherry. Uh, Khaleesi on YouTube writes, I wanted to say no, Tiffany, but Negan did have the window to hear everything, so maybe. Uh, Megan on Facebook writes, yes, very great tactic. Insidious. Uh, let's see what's going on. Uh, Evelyn Elizabeth is with us on Instagram. Welcome, Evelyn. Haven't seen you in a little bit. It's good to have you back. Uh, let's see who else is here. GGB is here with us as well on Instagram. Venomous has joined us. Uh, God has also given us a thumbs up on Instagram. So, let's, uh, let's continue. The second one was Henry's act of vengeance for his brother's uh, death, Benjamin. And uh, Benjamin, you know, this ties into our guest tomorrow. Uh, he kills Gavin, even though it was Jared who is directly responsible for Benjamin's death. Jared is the one that shot Henry's brother. Uh, Joshua, uh, sorry, Jared, who's played by Joshua Michael, who's going to be our guest here tomorrow. You know, he was a real a-hole and he, uh, he had the gun pointed at Richard and he just, uh, swings his gun over and shoots Benjamin in the leg. Uh, before they can get Benjamin some help, he bleeds out and dies. That pissed off everyone in the kingdom and it also pissed off Gavin as well. 
he did not want, you know, anyone to die in those exchanges between the saviors and the kingdom. Now, jumping to season nine, episode five, called What Comes After, Maggie plans on killing Negan in revenge for what he did to Glenn, but she understands that what Negan wants, that's what Negan wants. He wants to die. So she leaves him to live knowing that he's already dead inside. Which leads to the very interesting topic that we've all uh, discussed before. How is Maggie going to react to Negan when she does see him again? I don't think it's going to be in this finale. It's going to probably be sometime either in those six episodes that we're getting uh, or in season 11 is when I think Maggie's going to come cross paths again with Negan. So let's see. In episode 15, Alpha decided to punish the group for trespassing their territory by abducting people at the fair and killing characters that we all love. Some of them were Tara, Enid, and uh, Henry. She later puts their heads on pike spikes. Uh, following the uh, Kingdom Massacre of all those people, uh, and her son Henry in particular, Carol went out for revenge. She had tunnel vision. Just... Saying that Carol went out for revenge is a little bit of an understatement. She was seeing red with Alpha's face right in front of her. Uh, She sought vengeance as she became very dangerous and not at all caring about the other people's safety, who she put at risk, or any of that. This led her to working with Negan secretly as she set him free to go on a mission to bring back Alpha's head. All we can say is that the people that died at Alpha's hands were avenged by Negan. But that did not even satisfy Carol. Uh, She thought having Alpha's head would make her all feel better inside. It didn't. Even after Alpha was dead, Carol was still hallucinating about her. And she was still bitching at Negan as to why it took him so long. Now, when Negan was on this secret mission, he met Brandon, who was quite a a fan of the old Negan. Brandon decides to kill Milo, a kid uh, Negan became attached to, and his mom. This killing was to prove to Negan that Brandon would be a great follower of Negan's, but this results in the death of Brandon at the hands of Negan, who is no longer the person who he was, the guy who bashed people's heads in with a baseball bat. And Milo, uh, sorry, uh, Brandon annoyed the crap out of Negan. Uh, He kept reminding Negan of the person that he was. Uh, Negan did not want to be reminded of that anymore. He made Lucille part two for him. He got him his old leather jacket back. And uh, after, you know, I really believe, I don't believe Negan was going to go through with Carol's plan to kill Alpha. When Negan was set free and he came across Milo 
and his uh, his mom, I believe. I think he had ideas of just starting anew, uh, running off with them. Uh, later, he realized he probably that's not going to work out. So he was going to lead them to Alexandria, where he knew they would take them in. But, of course, before he can do that, Creepy Brandon kills them. He kills them. Now, finally, in Season 10, Episode 8, called The World Before, uh, we see the true intentions of Dante, played by yesterday's guest, Juan Javier Cardenas, who, who, uh, like I said, gave a fascinating interview last night. Dante was was a whisperer spy all the time he was in Alexandria, he sabotaged the community. He was the one that spray-painted and painted Silence the Whisperers on the curbside, on the doors. He wanted to uh, so he was doing his, he was causing psychological warfare. That's what he was instructed to do by Alpha. He wanted to spread fear within Alexandria that the Whisperers are, you know, not too far away. He didn't want them to, uh, Alpha did not want them to get too comfortable. He, Alpha wanted them to be living on the edge. She wanted them to turn against one another, and that's why she sent in Dante. He also sabotaged the water supply. That's why people started getting sick. He, uh, uh, that just, that's Alpha's, diabolical plan earlier on i spoke about negan's diabolical plan of the evil genius of infecting the bows with the walker blood and guts alpha was just as diabolical with uh, sending in a spy to alexandria to you know sow mistrust uh have them turn on each other and so on so anyway uh, going back to Dante, he also choked an old woman to death. He suffocated her with a pillow. Uh, it was one of his patients. Her name was Cheryl. His murders did not stop there. He killed Sadiq because he suspected, uh, well, Sadiq caught on to who he was. Uh, that was not planned. Uh, Dante did not go into Sadiq's room that night with the intention of killing him uh, but as Juan explained it last night that clicking noise that he made was sort of like a subconscious thing like a Tourette uh, tick uh, and you know the light bulb came on for Sadiq and he finally realized uh, who Dante was and uh, he had to kill him uh, Dante uh, Sadiq tried to attack him the smart thing, looking back, would have been for Sadiq to play it off until he had a clear upper hand over Dante and reinforcements. Uh, but he went for that, uh, his knife. Dante stopped him, got the better of him, put him in the chokehold, and that was the end of Sadiq. Um, then, of course, Rosita walks in on them. He tries to play that off, but by that point, he was done. Uh... Sadiq turns into a walker. Rosita is the one that has to, has to put him down. Uh, she also takes out Dante. They finally capture him, uh, imprison him 
interrogate him, and Father Gabriel puts the end to uh, Dante, the Whisperer Spy. Um, and that revenge, by like I said, was carried out by the good old Father Gabriel to what I consider the completion of Father Gabriel's character arc. When we first met him, he was a sniveling coward on top of a rock, uh, a man who locked his congregation outside of a church while the world was falling apart around him. He did not let them in. He was a coward. And uh, him killing Dante, like, I don't know if completing his character arc is correct, because I think we are going to lose him in the season finale that we're getting on October 4th. But I still think he does have one heroic a heroic act left in him and if father gabriel is going to die in this finale he is going to go out the hero that he has become i hope to give him the death that he deserves uh the death that he has earned on the walking dead and to give him the death to uh, show us and finalize his arc on the hero that he has turned out to be. So anyway, guys, that was our story for tonight on our talk about revenge on The Walking Dead. There have been plenty of instances of it. We just mentioned and highlight some of the most notable ones. Thank you so much. Uh, let's see what you guys are saying. Singer Chick on YouTube writes, that just broke my heart so bad. I just bawled when Sadiq died. Uh, Charmed Evenstar Cat says, I loved what Father Gabriel did. Uh, Khaleesi writes, loved it. See what's going on on Instagram. Uh, Don't Talk is uh, waving at us. Mem is uh, with us on Instagram as well. Zachary writes, I can't wait until the uh, season 10 goes on Netflix. It's coming, season 10 of The Walking Dead is coming on Netflix uh, very soon in October. Sometime in October. It, pro it will most definitely not be till well after the finale airs. So probably sometime mid-October or the end of October. Probably closer to Halloween. So I would guess more towards the end of October is when The Walking Dead is going to, season 10 is going to hit Netflix. So, anyway guys, CC, uh, let's see, Star Guitar writes, this show goes so fast. Yeah, it does. It really does. I look at the timer and the next thing I know, the hour is almost up. I want to thank you guys so much. Guys, tune in tomorrow. Jared, Joshua, Michael is going to be our special guest. It's going to be another fascinating chat. So he will be with us for the whole hour tomorrow. Uh, to see all of our guests, recent and upcoming, go to our website, deadtalklive.com. Visit us on YouTube. Our channel's name is called Walking Dead Now. Please go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already done so. And if you're on YouTube right now, please go ahead and hit the thumbs up button on this broadcast. I appreciate you guys every night tuning in and uh, watching our show. Like I said, I'll be back on the air again tomorrow with our special guest, Joshua Michael, who played Jared, the savior on The Walking Dead. And until then, guys, 
stay walking.